0: everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hey, Todd. Dr. Wignall, how are you? Pretty good. Yeah? Doing pretty good. Good. Yep. Good to hear. What are we talking about today?
1: Today, I'm, uh, I'd like to talk about the topic of our thoughts. This is one I'm are more interesting, I think, topics all the time when we talk about thoughts, but um, th- kind of a, a peculiar aspect of thoughts and how, how they function um, and how much control you have over them, maybe. Mm, can I control
0: my thoughts? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this is, you, you uh, see this issue a lot in work?
0: Sure, and I just think about it a lot myself, too, I think. Because, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, you know, thoughts are important. Uh, and, yeah, to what degree can we actually change them or influence them or, or control them, I think. is Because our thoughts influence a lot of other things about us. How we feel, what we do, decisions we make, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so to the degree to which we can or can't influence or control our thoughts matters a lot for a lot of things.
1: Yeah, and having a good understanding of this concept, um, I think, is a really foundational um, uh, decision, I guess, for people. You know, this question and and answering this question for yourself seems to be really important in terms of um, your behavior, your abilities to... Correct behavior, adjust behavior, all of those things. I mean, there, there are lots of implications for the decision of, of, of whether or not you feel like you have some control over your thought or not and what that is.
0: Yeah. I think of it as the, the big reason is basically how you think determines how you feel. And to a large extent, how you feel is going to determine what you do right? Or or can. Yeah. I mean, it definitely pushes you in certain directions. Mm -hmm. Not that it's deterministic of it, but it's it's the big influence on what you end up doing is what you feel like doing. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's, it's not in your conscious awareness. You just kind of instinctually end up doing things. Um, so yeah, I think it matters a ton because it influences how you feel and then therefore what you do. Um, so yeah, I mean, so that's the big question. So can you change how you think?
1: Yes, you know, (laughs) definitely you can change how you think and um, develop thought patterns that are more thought patterns and processes that are more functional for you. Um, And I think that's the idea of what we want our minds to do. Um, But I think sometimes people are just kind of uh, standing under the waterfall of whatever their mind gives them. Hmm. And they feel very much like they they have zero control over any of that.
0: Yeah. So I see this with my anxious clients a lot. They come in, they're very anxious. They mm-hmm. want to know how to be less anxious. Basically, it boils down to you got to stop worrying so much. Right. Worry is the engine that drives anxiety. Worry right? is anxiety, and know? worry is a form of thought. It's a it's a form of it's a type of thinking. Right. It's mm-hmm. a thinking pattern. So if you want to be less anxious, you got to change this thinking pattern. You got to stop worrying so much. Basically. Right. And people go, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But um, then they come back and they're like, I worry constantly. My brain is constantly throwing worries. My mind at me. won't stop. worrying. I try. Yeah. I think about something else for a minute, and then it just goes right back mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. worry. So, like, how? So it feels like this is just something that happens to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and,
1: and that's the way it's really reported. This kind of, man, this just happens. I can't stop it. I I can't do anything about it. And this is frantic. Kind of help me make this stop mm-hmm. and go away. Yeah.
0: Now I think. So I agree with you that you can uh, change your thoughts. You can certainly change your thought patterns. But I also think that um, to some extent, thoughts do happen to you,
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: right? So thoughts are partly outside of your control. Thoughts pop into your head all the time. Well,
1: and that's the important uh, part, the distinction I think is that yes, you can change your thoughts, but there are thoughts that just kind of happen too. And so we don't have complete control over our thoughts. Um, but we do have a lot more control than we think we do sometimes. And so, yeah, the idea that you're not ever gonna have a negative thought, or you're never... Gonna um, worry. Yeah, gonna worry. You're or totally you're free from you're never gonna, worry. Yeah, yeah, is unlikely. You, there are thoughts that just kind of pop into our minds we don't have much control over at all. Right. Yeah, and that's a reality, yeah.
0: The other distinction I like to make, too, is that we, it's very uncommon to be able to directly change your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way I look at it is you can, you can cultivate new thought patterns, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't just make a decision and then all of a sudden change your thinking. Right. 180. Right. right. You know? well, yeah, there's no 180s to no. this. Yeah. I think about it like th- the metaphor I, I use a lot is your thoughts are like your pet dog. So this dog and your dog's going to do what it does. It generally, <laughs> right. it tends to do the same types of things. Like uh-huh. dogs, you know, they eat, there. they yeah. bark, they poop, they, you know, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. run, they, you know, there's patterns. Um, some of them we like, some of them we don't like. Right. We like it when they like nuzzle us and cuddle <laughs> with us and we don't like it when they poop on the deck, right? right. Or they drool all over you. Yeah, totally. But, and, and if, if a dog starts drooling on you, you can't just say, hey, stop drooling on me. The dog doesn't understand that, right? What you can do is train your pets. To not drool on you, mm-hmm. to not poop on the lawn, to not poop on the deck, to not bark at strangers, whatever, right? Right. right? But you can't just do it overnight, right? It t- it it takes training and practice and repetition to change your dog's overall behavior, right? And you can really good dog trainers can do amazing things with animals, right? Mm-hmm, with with mm-hmm. dogs, but even then, you can't completely dictate the pattern, you know, how your dog is going to behave, right? Mm -hmm. And so I I think to me that covers a lot of the dynamics of how thoughts work, is if you think about them like a pet, right? You can't, can't, they're going to do what they do, right? You don't have complete control over them. Sometimes they just bark and do stuff, right? right? But you can generally shape and kind of mold the way they behave um, if you're willing to put in kind of effort and thought over time, mm-hmm. right? Consistent sort of training over time. Right. And so I think we can basically do the same thing with our thoughts. We can train our thoughts. You can't, I don't love the idea that you can just change your thoughts. Because that kind of implies this like, well, I'm going to snap my fingers and I'm just not going to worry.
1: Yeah, there is no metamorphosis in thought. Mm. One thought doesn't change into another. But I like what you're saying, which is um, one of the things we teach is kind of generating a different thought, right? Generating a different mm. thing. But it's not changing one from the other. The other one's still there. It's fine. exactly. But we're going to generate kind of a different thought pattern there.
0: And that's I, I like that because that's often how I talk about with clients is if you have a, a worry pops into your mind, you, you can't suppress the war. You can't fix the war. You can't get rid of the war. Right. It's there. It's mm-hmm. showed up. You can, and the, the terminology I use is, you can outcompete it, right? You can create a new thought pattern, right, that's more helpful, that's more compelling, that sort of, um, yeah, wins that tug of war, right? You got the worry pulling your attention in one direction. You can create a new alternative thought that pulls you in a different, more helpful, or more realistic direction.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and that thought can be almost anything. So the thought can be, you know, hey, when I feel this anxiety and when I feel this thing, I want to train myself to lean into that. How do I lean into those moments um, and respond differently? Um, but that's a different thought pattern. That's a, that's kind of taking that initial signal and, and changing it to something different so that the response you can make into anything that you want. Mm-hmm. But you want to keep in mind what your goals and values are and and be able to cue one thought process with a more functional one. Yeah. That's usually kind of how you would um, improve your thought process maybe or, or adjust it to be more functional for you.
0: Yep. Just like you can't, you technically speaking, you can't, short of like violence, you can't stop your dog from pooping on the lawn, right? The way you get a dog not to poop in the wrong places is you train it to poop in the right places.
1: Repeated pairings yeah. of different But Specifically, right. you
0: reward it for doing its business in the back corner of the <laughs> right, yard instead right. of on the patio, right? <laughs> right. Um, so I think it's similar with, thought. You, if, a, if a worry, right, or a self-critical thought pops into your head, if you get start getting in a fight with that thought and trying to like get it out of there, mm-hmm. you're just gonna make it worse, right? But you can say, okay, well that's one possibility. What What's another thought? That could explain what's going on with me right now, mm-hmm. right?
1: Or, or given that I that I feel this way and think this way, what's the best thing that I can do for myself here? That's mm-hmm. the most functional and productive. What would be a behavioral response here that that would engage me in what I want my life to be like uh, instead of getting tangled up in a thought process? Right. Use your thoughts then to promote better behaviors, better responses,
0: and that gets at something I often um, I often say which is another distinction that I think is really important is your capacity to change your thoughts is, or, or control your thoughts is, is limited. Mm-hmm. You can always control your attention though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a really important distinction between a particular thought and what you do with your attention, like where you put your focus.
1: Yeah. And, and mindfulness is kind of all the craze and it addresses this very thing, right? Where your attentional kind of focuses mm-hmm. on, Um, and mindfulness practice is kind of set up for just this in psychology. You know, what are you attending to? Mm -hmm. What are you watching? So a lot of the times when we practice mindfulness, we use kind of like breath work, kind of focusing on the breath. But the idea there is that uh, when you're upset, there's a river of thoughts, and can you attend and focus to the thoughts or generate the thoughts that are gonna be functional for you rather than just being swept aside by every kind of anxious thought that's coming through your mind? Can you train yourself to focus on what you wanna focus on um, based off your own goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's super important. In fact, the, the longer I work as a therapist, the less time I don't, I don't not do it, but the less time I focus on actually changing thoughts or even creating new thoughts. And the more time I spend on thinking about attention and training yourself to, and working with my clients to train themselves to get stronger at, um, sort of navigating and influencing their attention, like mm-hmm. what they choose to focus on, mm-hmm. um, and where they put their attention. Cause yeah. I think that has, um, you know, people talk about like your and I even said it, I think at the beginning of this, um, episode that, you know, your, your thoughts determine how you feel, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Um, which is true, but on a more fundamental level, I think your attention determines how you feel. Mm-hmm. Right, Because you could, you could have a barrage of thoughts, negative thoughts coming at you. But if you're really good at, at redirecting your t- attention off of those and onto something else, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Like, you
1: know, a, a good, one, one good example of this that a, a client helped me generate one time was um, her Amazon um, shopping cart. <laughs> she said, you know, she would have a budget, basically, and she would go to her cart and there's all sorts of things in there. And she realized she didn't have to buy any of them and that she could choose the thing that she oh. wanted to go with. And so she thought her thoughts were kind of similar. I have lots of thoughts about things. Oh, interesting. I don't have to necessarily buy each thought as a reality. I can just kind of look through them and, and see which one is more important to me or or stands out as, as more functional for me to use at the time. And so my, my Amazon shopping cart is – or she used it as her own kind of – a way of sorting through her thoughts rather than purchasing them all
0: hot damn that is a great <laughs> metaphor i am gonna steal that one like nobody's business that is such a good it's a metaphor. good one yeah, yeah. was
1: a really good one yeah that's so good And mm. and she liked that with the budget she could go to the cart and there were lots of different thoughts about lots of different things but she could just filter through them mm-hmm. you know and kind of look at well Given my budget or my goals or values at this yeah. moment, which purchase makes more sense to me, mm. and then I don't have to buy the rest of them. Right, they can just sit there.
0: I like it too because it's not—it's not judgmental. It's not like, "Well, that's a bad item; I really shouldn't buy that one." Like, mm, I should, yeah. which is just—that's a recipe for for disaster. I think is when you start getting overly judgmental with mm-hmm. your with your thoughts or the contents of your mind. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's this kind of neutral, where like, "Yeah, there's some stuff in here. Like, some of it I want, some of it I don't want." Um, I'm, but I can kind of decide which one I want to focus on or not focus on. And right. then, you know, I don't have to make any big long-term. To, you know, I'm, some thoughts are going to be in there, and they're going to do what they do. Um, but right now, I'm going to focus on these particular thoughts or this kind of direction or behavior.
1: Yeah. Well, and you see this, an example of this might be someone who's saying, you know, my, my mom wants me to come visit. But when I do you know it's just awful and she just berates me and th- but then if i don't i feel guilty but then if i do go over there you know and there's this perseveration around those things and to be able to back up and look at all of those thoughts as just thoughts hmm. and then looking in and saying well what are my values in this situation well I do want to, you know, connect with my mother in some ways, and so, you know, I'll spend a short amount of that time. But I, I do value my own time as well, so I'll limit that time or whatever. Then we've kind of picked, uh, used our thoughts to kind of generate a more functional mm. tract rather than spinning in this anxiety of how you're going to feel guilty with no matter what choice you choose. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and the other part of this too is you can have thoughts about thoughts, right? Oh, yeah. So let's say you decide not to spend time with your mom, right? And then the thought starts popping into your head like you're a terrible daughter, you're a terrible son for not spending time with your mom. You don't have to take that thought at face value. You can go like, huh, I wonder if that thought is very like yeah. legitimate or helpful Does right now. Does that make any sense
1: at all? Hmm, wait yeah. a
0: second, right? So you can you can get meta. You can think about mm. your thoughts. You know, thoughts about thoughts. Yeah. And so I, I always like that. Like you you can listen to your thoughts, but you should never blindly trust your thoughts. Yeah. Right. Because your mind throws all sorts of crazy shit at you. Frankly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, li- um, I like
1: those responses with my critic, my inner critic. You know, when when, when my inner critic says. Um, Man, are you a moron because you made that mistake? Right. I like to kind of go. Really? Am, am I suggesting that I'm incapable of making mistakes here? Like, I don't know that I want to go with that. You know, right. like maybe it's you know. But but there, I've trained myself to kind of do that to be able to say, hey, that that's that inner criticism just isn't helpful. Now, sometimes I'm more successful than others, but the idea is to kind of pair that over and over, so you have that kind of thought process that's augmented there to be something more functional for you. Hey, everyone. Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.